what was the what was the, the breaking straw? point? The you breaking asked me point. what was the breaking point. The the straw that broke the camel's so back. So the day the so I was already like extremely disturbed with whatever was happening because even after he went for his vipassana he did calm down for a bit but then his extreme nature started showing again and i'm like oh my god i have given already a lot of time into it and then one fine day he said if i see you at home tomorrow you you better be prepared i'm going to kill you that was it and that the the fact that he said that that I'll kill you and your child I was like this is it i mean i don't think so i'm staying here even a moment now Bahrain and India has more in common yeah see Bahrain Kuwait, i'm saying the full middle east i'm not actually specifically saying dubai dubai uh, no, but it's middle east the reason i bring up bahrain is because both of those nations have been colonized by the british oh, of course <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> in fact uh, bahrain was longer colonized than india yeah. from 1970 yeah. something until uh, uh, no not from from uh, almost 1801 to set to 1971 71 yeah <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah so and and independence of India 1947 47 right? yeah 1947 so there's more in common culture culture wise no so days. i'm not saying that bahrain uh, of course i've personally not been to bahrain but uh, when it comes to the whole of middle east i think it's culturally we are very close knit as well right mm. like there is some arabic influence among indian culture and indian influence in arabic you know we are we're very close knit like arabs for example this is what i have felt that they are also very close to the family they move together you know they go out together all I, of no, that I totally so it's pretty much like indians it's not like european culture where you're like you know you know you're living alone you see your parents when you see them you know where in here it's different right you gather you gather quite a bo- lot and if you <clears> don't have extended families you make friends who are like family no, I, so, I totally so that's agree. another thing yeah. i mean both our cultures at least in the old in the old way yeah uh, the the wife used to move into the husband's family yeah and it usually was the first born if the house was big enough yeah. the second and third yeah you know you had to go get their own house or whatever if the house yeah. wasn't big enough yeah so both of them have very shared customs in in, in these aspects absolutely and uh, that's why so if you look at food you look at cinema all of it is inspired like you will see you will see some reflections everywhere like some of the music that i hear sometimes in indian cinema like it's something very arabic it has a tune to it it yeah. has you know those beats and there's something common and culturally of course there is 100% no doubt and let me get a little bit into it so having being a single mom i guess you must face a lot of issues both with time management yes working around with how you're doing it yeah. with work yeah and how do you plan that how do you how do you build yourself a place where you have enough time for yourself enough time for the kid enough time for the work So uh like I said in the starting by the way are we already shooting a long time ago Really Yeah this is how it is it's just super <laughs> candid All right okay fine <laughs> Okay so um I uh, I obviously my biggest thing is how do I prioritize uh things right and especially when you're doing multiple tasks it's very important that you uh, prioritize 
you know whatever you're doing so like i said you know the luxpresso magazine which is more like where i write content and you know talk about the luxury lifestyle and then my blog which is uh, the instagram where it is more about what i'm doing in daily life it's not exactly luxurious but it's a mix of my you know what i would do it on a regular life maybe go for a nice hair color too you mm-hmm. know meeting someone like you mm-hmm. you know so that's what my instagram is about it's very uh regular it's, yeah it's it's very regular it's not just like i'm just putting up something for the sake of it i don't do that mm-hmm. so if it's making sense in my life That, those are the type of gigs i would pick up or those are the type of brands that i would pick up interesting so i would not really go out of my way to do something drastically different which is not part of me okay so that is something that i'm very particular about that it has to be some, somewhere like part of my lifestyle mm. and that's where i save a lot of time because i don't have to go out of my uh, zone to kind of work things out and that's where you save a lot of time but when you try to be someone else you try to do something different then it's a problem then you have time issues that okay fine i you know i couldn't do it because i don't have enough time so i think it's important to just uh you know get your content or whatever you're doing within your lifestyle rather than just doing something out of the way and so what would you say is your niche currently with your blog Um it's lifestyle. It's lifestyle? It's lifestyle. So is it more vlogging or is it more It's a mix. I mean of course vlogging has become so popular now especially since covid when uh, you know reels came into picture. So mm-hmm. the whole content consumption has changed. Now the attention span has become so small nobody wants to watch a video which is long, right? Mm. Like there used to be IGTV before, but where we used to do 3 minutes videos and 4 minutes, but now nobody wants that. Mm. In fact, people don't even want 60 seconds now. They want how short and how interesting it is. Mm. So, I'm still working on that. I would say I'm work in progress. I haven't mastered that art yet, but it's kind of going on. So I would say video is definitely definitely the key right now when it comes to content creation. I mean, if you can create something interesting in 10 seconds or 20 seconds, why would you want to do a 1 minute thing? Well, where do you fit your content into it? Do you do you say to yourself, "Okay, I'm going to plan out a script and and go and do something?" Or do you sit there and go, "You know what? Let me just go on Instagram live." or TikTok live or whatever. Yeah, so lives are of course very candid, like mm-hmm. something like, you know, how we are right now talking. So it's very candid. It's never scripted. Live, I I think if it's scripted, it's going to be a walk. It's not going to turn out that good, right? Mm. So it's the best not to go scripted. But when you're doing a uh, brand videos, for example, if you have a particular brief and, you know, from a brand, then of course you have to go a little bit uh into the detailing of their product offerings mm-hmm. so it it need not be scripted honestly it could be very normally your way because that's how your audience will relate to you the moment i make it very scripted if a brand comes to me i want this particular script and i would be like you know what this is not really suiting my audience it's not going to go with my personality so okay. i have to be very honest about the fact that this is not going to work and that's why it has to be natural it has to fit in your lifestyle etc what i spoke about so on your analytics side are you what is more of your your audience type are they more men are they more women younger older what are we look well at? instagram is uh, more men than women okay yeah so it's it's like 56 Person, men, and the rest, women. I It's think ours like is that. about ninety percent men. 
Yeah, okay. We're attracting See, a lot of dudes. Okay, uh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. But I, I feel the Instagram uh, audience, if you look at it, it's, you know, we say that women are more on it. But trust me, in terms of audience, you'll see a lot of men. Mm. Yeah, so it's sometimes it gets to 50-50, sometimes it's like uh, 56 and the rest. So it depends. But I would say on an average, it's 50-50. And most of it... Uh, Middle East, Middle East, yeah, GCC followed by India and then other countries. Mm. Interestingly, so, ours is mostly US. Yeah, so US because of course US is a, again a great market too. So I also get audience from US, the UK, and now because I travel a lot to Europe, etc. I also get audience from there because when you're traveling, you're kind of creating content around you know that country, so you get audience from there. But I would say that my majority would uh, is GCC followed by India. And what, you, what got you into traveling more? You just like going on holidays or you trying to find work down there? Yeah, so like I said, when I started uh, writing, I, I was not, so it was not about Instagram posts. It was more about writing detailed blogs about my travel experiences, like going to Bali or five things to do in Bali and things like that. And I was traveling as a mommy, uh, baby kind of thing. So that's how it started, right? But then it was getting very taxing because... You want to travel with your family, but at the same time, you want to relax. You mm. don't want to just keep creating content because that's that kind of takes the charm away of that holiday, you know. So then I decided that I will do work trips separately and I'll do holidays separately. So if on a holiday, if I'm in a mood to wear something nice and go to the beach and do some shots, fine. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to make it in my schedule that on a holiday I have to shoot these five looks and I have to, I don't take up any collaborations because I want to be comfortably dressed. I want to be myself. And the moment any, if you take up any work or the moment you do any sort of content creation, then your family time, obviously, you have to compromise on that. So I try to keep it separate. Mm-hmm. Mm. that okay you know i do some trips which are exclusively family and then we create content what we create but it's there's no hard and fast rule Mm. that okay tomorrow morning i have to wake up and create content at 6 a.m or 5 a.m right then you're just doing your way you wake up when you wake up you do your breakfast spend time with the kiddo you know or if you're if i'm traveling with my sister or whoever so it it's just like family time okay and and how how did you transition into the the content creation world how did you know what price to charge for your content posts and with working with brands sure i'm assuming in the beginning you were happy to get whoever right we all are right like that's how we all start so when of course in 2012 when i started and um, i started getting a lot of brands uh, slowly slowly they started approaching oh we would like to send you a gift or we would like to send you a beautiful dress could you wear that and you know showcase it on your instagram or we would like to uh, invite you to our restaurant so it started like that it was more about bato which mm-hmm. we call it like a, a an exchange of service like i'm giving them post some post on my page and they are in return providing me with There's something some nice yeah so it started like that and obviously like, when you, st- you no you don't worry you? no no it's fine no i'm good i'm good Orange juice? yeah no i just had my breakfast before Water? coming I'm good. Seriously. Okay. For now, you you go. I feel on. like I feel like I'm a bad host, but go on. No, I'm good. I'm good. I would have asked for it. So um, it of course uh, made. We have room sense. service. You can have anything you want. No, I'm I'm good. Seriously. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's it started like that where the brand started approaching, inviting, uh, you know, 
uh, asking us to create content. This is how the influencing scene or the content creation scene started. Okay. And then obviously it got structured and structured and structured over time. You know, then then you have to think of your strategy. Like, what are you? What are you? going to be doing what are you talking more you know what is the percentage of your content so for example right now i also talk about wellness like i said i'm also a yoga uh, practitioner i'm an instructor i uh, i do take classes you know i i teach in fact a lot of old people and uh, so i wanted to divide my content now in a way that it's not just wellness because i've i've been talking about so many other things throughout this journey so i wanted to kind of keep a percentage okay so if i'm really doing a nice yoga thing this morning i would just put up a post there's nothing hardcore about it you you got into yo yo be, you got into being a yogi 5 years ago uh years so ago. i two used months, two, two yeah, yeah so i used to practice myself but then i got professionally trained and mm-hmm. i went to rishikesh in india mm-hmm. and uh, i did my uh, yoga teacher training uh, which is for multi style yoga so ashtang hatha you must have heard these names mm-hmm. so i started training there uh, i was there for a couple of months i finished my course and now i'm studying ma in yoga science to go more deeper into it so it's a two year ma is masters uh, of yoga science so i'm doing that so i would say i started uh, in the beginning of covid but that was self practice and then towards the end of covid i got myself professionally trained for it and do you practice the the spiritual aspect of yoga as well or more the physical aspect of both it? actually i okay. am also um, a meditation instructor so uh, i can do pretty good meditation <laughs> classes cool. yeah no so i do both and see yoga cannot be just physical it's very uh, people say it can be just physical you know the power yoga the way it's been sold it's all about physical doing headstands and handstands but no i i don't believe in that of course it's great for probably shedding some weight and mm-hmm. uh, you know having a toned body which we all want which is great gym also helps you in that but yoga is more about how you align your body mind and soul in in short like how aligned you are it's never about how good asanas are you doing like how good you are at an asan it's mm. not about that it's about how much you are enjoying that particular asana and how you're tuning your body around it so for example if i do a particular you know asana i have to i go into the depth of it wherein i'm holding that posture for a longer time and that's where you see okay it's it's working differently your mind completely shifts you know mm-hmm. so i i would say it's yoga is not physical it's been wrongly promoted by a lot of people that it's just for physical uh, appearance but and uh, not at all it's overall it's like you're more calmer uh, you you deal with your stress of course we're all stressed but you deal with it in a very sense sensible way you don't go overboard with how you feel because it it kind of uh gives you a very good platform to channelize that energy mm. and i think we all need to channelize our energy in the right place mm. to have that kind of you know stability and that's what yoga has done to me i think i've gone through a, a lot of shit with my you know fighting in the courts custody of the child and a lot of that and still i'm fighting right now so um it's it's you know you go through those days where you're like what am i doing like my life is still i'm i'm wasting so much time in it where i'm i i can do so much better but it's just what it is like you if you if it means to 
uh, fight for your rights, I think one has to. And if it's in the rightiest way and if it's, it's, good, it's good for you and for your child and for the future of everyone else, then you fight it, right? So, of course, but there's stress. There's regular stress. It's not just, I, I would say I take very little work stress. Uh, I believe if the work has to come, it will come if I'm doing the right things and if it's meant to. And that doesn't mean that I don't work towards it. Of course, I work towards it. I, I make sure that I do my meetings. I make sure that I'm, you know, reaching out to the right people or they're reaching out to me, whatever. So a little bit of network, but I'm, I'm not like networking seven days a week. I'll do once in, you know, in a fortnight or something like that. So I'm one of those. So. So I don't take that much, too much stress about work, to be very honest. But yeah, I mean, yoga has helped me personally to come out of a very dark spot. And what was the root cause of of the whole drama, the whole divorce proceeding? Huh, all right, okay. Because I can so, feel there's a lot of yeah, there's a there's, lot of tension still there. Yeah, there is because um, it's. Um, Okay, so let me just briefly tell you that. By the way, we can edit anything out. So you no, get the you get the say what what you want cut. Yeah, sure. So that sure. way we can have a super yeah, kind of conversation. Yeah, sure. No, so it I can, was. I can see that you're a little. <laughs> no, I mean I really don't mind. It's not something that's hidden from my audience. But uh, to be very uh, honest, I was in an extremely abusive marriage. Mm. So it was not just uh, mental abuse; it was physical abuse. I'm like, sorry to hear that. Uh, yeah, like you know, I used to get beaten up have sore eyes face uh multi colors on my face mm -hmm. so it was it was terrible and i think uh i did give uh enough time to the person to work things out and you know took him to doctors or do whatever possible right it took me nine years to get out of a marriage which was abusive from the very first you know month and and did, was it an arranged marriage at the time yeah, so i met him through my brother in dubai okay and that's how we met and then you know, we saw each other for a couple of months and it was a family arranged thing, similar cast, uh, everything, same, same. No red flags at the time? No, because... Uh, or do you, were you just in denial no, and you just closed your eyes? Or oh, if I knew even one person, I don't think so I would make that mistake, right? But some people can act really well. Because you, and, you, uh, you, you realize there were issues within, you said, the first month of marriage? First month of marriage, yeah, yeah. And you, From the first month of marriage, how long it were you guys together before the marriage? Just six months. So now six months, you didn't see nothing. there was nothing. Yeah, nothing major. Like a very <clears throat> small thing happened, wherein he asked me to eat something particular, and I was like, "Oh, but I don't like it." And he's like, "No, but you should try." But it wasn't that forceful that time, and then it became like you know, forcing mm. and dictating my life. I was, you know, I was still, that was also still bearable to an extent because uh, I came from a culture where I've seen that, okay, women to an extent have to compromise on things because men in our society has given so much priority over women. So I came from that culture since my childhood where, uh, you know, uh, I've seen my aunts, my moms, and every my mom and everybody, uh, you know, uh, doing things for their husbands and be polite even if they're rude, right? But here it was not. It was not just restricted to that. It was not just about being rude and being, uh, you know, uh, ungrateful. It was like the the physical and mental torture where the person would not let you sleep for days. Or, uh, you know, just um, just do weird, very, very weird thing, like make you sit down on a sofa for straight 24 hours and not let you get up. 
and just abuse the whole family or and abuse you like it, it was crazy but but I, i mean absolutely it sounds completely terrible i'm, I'm very sorry you went through that yes yeah, so I, i was like trying to keep up a face where, because my professional life was great my personal life was completely messed up but my professional life was great in a way i was working with altaya group i had a great job i was making decent money there was your partner also making decent money at the time yeah he was he was always doing very well in his career like he I mean, there were bits and pieces in those nine years where he was jobless because of his behavior. So, so he, it did affect also oh, yeah, corporate course. life. Yeah, oh, of course. Okay. Twice he was asked to leave uh, his corporate life because of his behavior. Like once he wrote on social media how mentally sick he is and he beats me and my son up. Like okay. he wrote on social media and the HR saw it. Okay, but <laughs> so but but then at that time, so uh, there is some semblance of in, in his mind that what he's doing is is wrong. Yeah, of course, because it just I, he couldn't because I I feel it's not just the person. There's a psychiatric issue. Okay. And if you are in denial of not accepting and taking help, then you would always be in that denial. Do, do you understand? Like childhood traumas, it could be that. I I, I see it. It is a bit of that maybe, uh, and also a very very hardcore narcissist trait where they live in an illusionary world. So it was more like an illusionary world where things has to happen that this way, like you know it's written in black and red that it has to happen this way. So being, uh, I mean, living with a narcissist completely drains you down. Like I used to have anxiety myself because oh my god, how do I deal with this? And then I had to slowly kind of understand that it's not me, <laughs> you know? The problem lies there because he is making sure that he's putting you down at every possible end. But but I mean, this is the the part that's that's concerning is that you still chose to to have a child with him. So, okay. You, you know, I mean, after the first month of... Like I said... It takes nine months to have a kid, no, you know what I, I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And for four years, we uh, we did not have a kid. After four years, it happened. But... Um, oh, God. So you were with him for four years? I was with him for nine years. Nine years of abusive relationship. Now, I'll tell you... Of what was, course, it, what was, I was the straw stupid. that ca- broke the camel's back? Yeah, so, so firstly, I'll tell you, of course, I was stupid. At the same time, I was extremely naive. What I am today, I don't think so. I was that person who could speak about anything at that particular point. I was very naive. And I used to be like, you have to work out your marriage. How can you let go of your marriage? It was that. Like, I have not seen anybody in my families, even far off families, getting divorced. This is the first case in our family that has happened. And I was like, I have to work it out. You know, probably there are teething issues so a couple of years just going those teething issues that okay i need to understand him better let's do this probably that would make him happy and then you do something else that would why do worse guys get the best wives what's what's the situation with that i don't know because i i think (laughs) i i completely um was stupid because i've i've met i mean i've i've seen it from the other side of of that equation where I see a lot of girls that go on dates and stuff and they say, listen, I want to get married because I can then do whatever I want. And hmm. I was like, what? What do you mean by whatever? Exactly. I mean? And uh, they're like, oh, because my family is so restrictive. 
And I was oh, like, oh, fuck. No, no. Yeah, so that it, way, no, I never had. I uh, have I'm not a, saying yeah, you. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying yeah, that people I see in general. Oh, yeah, the yeah. opposite of that, yeah. where, where they're like, I want to get married in order to then like go traveling and work and where would I want and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And I, I'm like, well, you, you, you don't want to get married. You want to live. <laughs> yeah, your life a different life yeah. right and yeah. if that's like your situation and that's what you want yeah then tell your family go fuck themselves yeah and leave if, if, yeah. why get married and then end with a divorce no absolutely i, that, I mean that doesn't make sense that i experienced that but so i was 24 much. i was 24 that time and in our culture again i'm coming back to culture because it is a cultural driven thing for me this and is what this, happened by the way how's the situation with your brother with this uh, no, I mean, you cannot, uh, I just met him through him. He was like, not the one a, who told me that you have to marry him. No, like, but I have a sister and I feel like if, if my sister met someone through me, I would murder that man. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I mean, of course, my family, uh, they have, uh, they told me in the very starting to leave him. My family, wherein my parents come from a very small town of India. Uh, they're not from Bombay. It's a small place in Rajasthan. And they come from... I was from, about to say Rajasthan. Because yeah, I, I Rajasthan. Swear, I, from the beginning, yeah. I said, the only people from Bombay call it Bombay. I do it immediately. I do it immediately. <laughs> yeah. No, so I'm originally from there. I moved to Bombay only after 15, you know, for my education and stuff. So I'm not from Bombay. But yeah, I've lived most of my life there, like the majority of my you know, adult life there. And uh, yeah, so of course they came from, I mean, they come from a very small town, but they were so understanding about the fact that you could leave if you want to. But I was like, no, I have to work it out. It's marriage. I cannot let him. And you know, it was like a loop. So for example, today he's done something crazy, idiotic with me. And then he's like crying and making sure that he, you know, he says sorry. And I, I'm very sorry that this, I did this. But if you would have not done this mistake, this would have not happened. So you believe, okay, the next time. So you gaslighting. It was gaslighting. It was major gaslighting. And what was, what was, the, what was the, the breaking straw? point? The you breaking asked me, point. what was the breaking point? The, the straw that broke the camel's so back. So the day, the, so I was already like extremely disturbed with whatever was happening because even after he went for his vipassana he did calm down for a bit but then his extreme nature started showing again and i'm like oh my god i have given already a lot of time into it and then one fine day he said if i see you at home tomorrow you you better be prepared i'm gonna kill you that was it and that the, the fact that he said that, that I'll kill you and your child, I was like, this is it. I mean, I don't think so. I'm staying here even a moment now. And that's it. And that was the weekend. Did you just I pack, pack up and leave in front of him or did you wait till he leaves and then left? No, I packed. Uh, I actually did not take all of my stuff. I just packed. I did not even think that I'm going forever. I just went to my sister's place from there. And then I was like, you know what? I'm not going back. And did he try to, to message you? He tried out? to threaten me a lot. Uh, threatening messages. No, nothing from their family wherein like, oh, you know, come back, let's sit on the table. Nothing of that sort for a couple of months. And uh, he started threatening me then uh, that I'll do this. I'll, you know, he started sending <laughs> emails about me, like bad emails about me to my HR, where I used to work, like Altair Group. Yeah, that she's not the right person whom you should have kept in your company well, by and the things way, like this, that this is not the first time that i've heard stories like this okay i never understood from from an from a business owner perspective 
Yeah. Because I, I own two businesses. Okay. I will never in my life, hmm. if I receive, I've never received it, but if I ever receive a message from HR saying, or somebody messaging me from outside saying, oh, this person is bad, would I give that any credence? Exactly. It's so weird exactly. to me. I never like, like, because I, I, I hear the story a lot. Yeah. I, I heard one person say to me, come to me a couple of days ago. She said, oh, if I tell you that, let's say Akash, who isn't here, um, he, he, he touched my daughter wrongly and this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you, should, you should then go and fire him. And I looked at her and I was like, no, no, yeah, just because you, you said yeah, something doesn't you make have to it like, out. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make yeah. it real. And even if he did, that's something for the courts to decide and not me. It's, yeah, sure. It's so bizarre. Anyway, yeah. so, so, so what did so, yeah, HR he, do? So, no, they, they, they just, looked at it and was like, no, but anyways, I, I quit. I had you're to, gone by I, yeah, I, I quit and I was like, you know what? I mean, what can I say? So, I have lived with this person for so many years, so. It's just like, it's for you. They didn't tell me anything. They just said, we just received this email and we thought it's very important that we just forward it to you because then he started doing with tons of people, like sending them Facebook messages saying, you must unfriend her if you want to be my friend. They're like, dude, we want to be her friends for sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah, those, those are these kind of things, writing notes, writing lots of emails to me saying I would go to the by courts. Then he finally did go to the by courts, okay? And uh, he uh, filed a case saying I've kidnapped the child and uh, asking, asking for divorce under Muslim provision, mm-hmm. right? Wherein we are Hindus. So he technically cannot say that I want to get divorced as per the Muslim law because it's for... You're not Muslims. I'm not, we are not Muslims, right? So if you want to do that, then you better convert and do that, right? That's the way you are supposed to be doing, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, but you, can, you can't convert post. <laughs> yeah, post. Can, yeah, 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 yeah. You can't be like... <laughs> yeah, but it was very funny. And that, this is what... And then, so what happened is that time I was home, back home, right? And then uh, I got a notice in somewhere in November 2017 or October 2017. But before that, I had filed a divorce already in India. And you didn't write a cease and desist? Oh, no, cease and desist, sorry. You didn't go to court to get, um, uh, what are they called? Uh, uh, that they can't come in with 100 meters of you and stuff like that? Uh, no, so... Um, I don't know what they... Well, Dan, yeah, you know yeah. what are they called? Restrictions. Uh, the rest, uh, restrictions. Something restrictions. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You didn't do any of that stuff? No, he didn't do that. But you didn't oh, do any yeah, of that? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I tried to do that. But? I tried to do that, but it didn't. So, like I said, I went to India. Restraining, I, restraining order. Thank you. Yeah. So I went to India, right? And I, I, I tried doing that, and I'm still fighting a case about that. You're fighting the case in India? Or? As well. Here I won all. I, here I won even Supreme Court. Jesus Christ. So what happened is he then he then went to um, um, lower court. He lost the lower court because his case uh, was, uh, you know, it was like I proved everything, right? I had everything. Cops had come home to save me. So I had everything in Dubai, right? So, of course, I won the lower court. Then he appealed in the high court. And then he appealed in the Supreme Court. So he basically lost all three courts. And then after Supreme Court, uh, he disappeared. Like he disappeared uh, disappeared because uh, the court asked him to pay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now he's on the run. <laughs> 
So now he's moved to India because obviously in India no one can catch hold of him and in India you can do whatever you want because the Indian courts are like forever like you know you can just literally they can go on for forever. So now he's trying to fight a case there. Because he knows it can go on for forever. <laughs> Where in here, it's not the case. Like you can get an extradition treaty from, from Dubai. Uh, no, uh, unfortunately for, uh, for divorce yeah, no, for divorce and stuff, family matter, there's no extradition. But there's an extradition on, on, on yeah, battery. Yeah, for other, other stuff. And, yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. But not for this sort of stuff. I mean, you can... You, if you so Dubai has already put a newspaper ad, which they do saying this person is supposed to come to the court, pay, etc. You know, they do all the formalities, whatever they're supposed to be doing, but he never turned up. So I don't know whether he would ever turn up. But you can still go to the courts and, and I mean, you, you can sue somebody even if they're not present in court and you can sue them for battery, you can sue them from abuse. Yeah, but he's not going to be coming here. You That's don't have to, you don't have to, he doesn't have to come here, but you can get an extradition treaty from the court <laughs> to make his ass come No, but do you think extradition treaties are applicable for this situation? Not really, because the, our countries are fighting bigger issues. You know, which is probably sure, but, but, other bigger mudders or I don't know what all it could be. Yeah, I did, but this is the smallest, you, tiniest thing. I don't think you have to put yourself down that way. I mean, I, I think you I deserve, know I should figure it out. I think you deserve you, you deserve your justice. And I, I, yeah, sorry of you course. Went through that. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so that was my uh, story, and it's uh, still going on. So, but yeah, but I'm at a very, very, very happy place. Because it's costing you money and energy and, energy and mental, time, and mental time stress and, and all the of family that. as well. Yep. Here you go. He wants breakfast. Uh, uh, oh, <laughs> we have time? <laughs> of course. Okay, okay, okay. Huh? You want breakfast, buddy? <laughs> yeah, so... <clears throat> So that's uh, that's pretty much my personal <laughs> status right now. Oh but I'm God. happy that I have my child uh, with me whom I'm able to, you know, raise in a nicer way than probably what it was in uh, when we were together where he, he was seeing me beating up, you know, getting beaten up. And, and now with and this I situation, think, does he have a father figure or how does he, because it's it's important for her, especially. Uh, I, I try to. Uh, brother? Your brother? Uh, yeah, I mean, of course, my, my father, my brother and my cousins and all are there. Uh, you know, uh, some of my friends also try to be there but uh, he's pretty much like I do I, I try right now I try to do most of the roles and when at some spots when I find it hard that's when I get tell tell my brother or somebody to kind of get involved that okay this particular thing I, I think probably you can tackle it in a nicer way so of course I do that but my parents like uh, they are quite helpful and they are really nice and supportive so but they're all the way in India no yeah but they can always come here. My dad keeps coming here anyway. So plus I have my brother and my brother-in-law and sister here. So that's not a problem. Plus I do a lot of in and out because of the courts and everything. I do a Jesus. lot of in and out. Yeah, yeah, I do a lot of in and out. So for example, I have a shoot here today. Like I scheduled the shoot. Then um, again, in a couple of days, I'll have to go back. I have a court date and things like that. So I just keep, I would say literally I'm going every month. Jesus yeah. Christ. That's, so, cost, that's draining you both financially and mentally. Yeah, well, well, I think um, so with yoga comes the... 
think okay i was uh, i had i had to deal with it i'm dealing with it in the best way possible i think this positive energy came from there before i was like oh my god oh my god what's happening what's happening but now it's like uh, you know how you have cancer and you have to go for chemo mm-hmm. every now and then so i've kept it in that spot it's a problem it's a court where i have to go every now and then for a treatment <laughs> you know it's like that i have placed it in that box so it doesn't affect me that much you do get failed by so many things and that that's where your <coughs> will power of letting go mm. but i mean it's very hard to let go when you have to go to court every month yeah uh, of course like right now because this topic came up we are talking about it i'm going into the depth of it but if i'm sitting normally like you know just a regular day i'm not really thinking about so much about it sure but it's still like in yeah, your, it, yeah it's your, of course i mean you're not dealing with it consciously but subconsciously it's still eating at of you of course of course you know it's it's not it's stressful going to court it's yeah. not you know yeah but i i'm still <laughs> i still have the faith that i would it would come to some conclusion uh, you know as per the laws i mean this is what i feel because going any other way is not going to be good for anybody mm. i cannot i won't be able to live with that thought of doing anything wrong to anybody firstly okay, you know, for, you don't have no to... matter how much bad he must have done to me but uh, after all you know i had so i hang out with very different people <laughs> <laughs> probably <laughs> all right okay <laughs> Yeah, that's you know they're not you know too much worried about those kind of things. Well, yeah. Uh, my, we, our family friend who was a hanging judge in Texas. Oh wow. Where in the sense he would give execution as much as possible and his oh. argument for it was I remember talking to him once long mm. I was a kid. I said why? He said because they drain money on the state. Oh, yeah. Saving saving people's money. Fuck people people would think like that. And he himself <laughs> He himself said he looked at me he said Hamid any kind of issue doesn't matter what it is doesn't matter he said you take a billion dollars you smack it in the face of the problem oh, it shit. disappears and that well, that was a heavy touch about well, money buys everything well, exactly <laughs> and that was his attitude about the legal system yeah, i mean i'm sure this happens uh, i'm sure I, if you met the judge there there would be i really don't know how easy or difficult that would be because Yes, like India is known for its corruption, but I don't know. Like uh, I was I mean, there dur- during two thousand and seventeen, uh, yeah. or was it seventeen or sixteen when they changed uh, the bills? Yeah, I-, I was there, and I remember seeing all that black money, and I remember seeing people sitting out on the road burning cash because it was just well, black money. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I no don't, choice. I don't, I don't doubt if, if, if you ask your friends and friends of friends to, to sit down and, and meet the judge and stuff like that. Uh, and just, I really, I haven't gone that path because, okay, it's like the more you get into the shit, the shit becomes bigger is what I believe. No, you cut it off in the root, right? I need to figure something out. I'll, I should talk to people. <laughs> Listen, my experience coming from both business and professional. No. Oh, sorry, both business and, and personal. The more you deal with something outside of the system, the easier it works faster. In process. fact, I tried to uh, talk uh, talk with him to do it mutually, but just doesn't work. No, 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 no. He is. He wants to put restrictions like till the age of, he's eighteen. My child is eighteen. uh you shouldn't change city you shouldn't change house 
you shouldn't move anywhere. That means I'm still like not married to you, yet married to you. He wants to control, you know, even though not going to be with him or I'm not with him. He wants to control my life. And I'm, you know what? So I let's just deal with it as we are dealing. I don't think so. There's anything mutual happening here because what what is mutual about it? There's no. nothing mutual about it. I mean, the, the 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 this is the process of how I I would yeah. do it if I was in your situation, if you were my client, and that kind of escape an escape point. First, I would I would try to find out um, who the judge of the case is. Uh, then I would make sure that I know what newspapers he reads. Then I would make sure to contact those agencies, make sure to pay them a little cash to have that story featured in it so that there's already that's already on his mind he's already seen it mm. in some format mm. and mm. then go and speak to him through a third party and say hey listen there's a personal issue blah 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 could you meet mm. for coffee could you meet for lunch mm. and then you bring mm. it up then directly to that so that's how that whole process that sure, sure. smooths mm. and goes through and then you don't have to be stuck in court until you're 50 you know <laughs> Fuck yeah, that's true. Actually, <laughs> that's that's. You know, I I turned thirty nine this year, and I'm like, fucking. Oh wow, next you don't look year. at it at all. Yeah. And next year, it's gonna be my big forty. Oh, and wow. like, Any big plans for your big forty? Um, I I don't know. Maybe I would go to Peru. <laughs> okay, why particular Peru? I don't know. I've never been to America in general, so Peru I want. Peru is South America. Uh, South America. Yeah. yeah, I've not been to like anywhere in the US like I've not been to America so I thought I would do a bit of South America and then maybe uh, you know the year later I'll, I will go to Vegas and all <laughs> so this was my plan for the next two years but I don't know if I'm doing that or no but I think you'd enjoy Vegas Vegas is interesting Vegas is good yeah South America not so good I think it depends on who you travel with I would not recommend you traveling with with a bunch of your sister for example to Peru alone so most of my travels are alone. I wouldn't. I, I mean, I, I if, if if you were my sister, for example, I would. I would oh, like, okay, okay. No, it's but then again, good. I wouldn't let my sister travel alone to India either. So there's <laughs> <laughs> that. Okay, so I've been traveling alone most of. Uh, I mean, since last how many years? We I've been huh since 2017. I've been traveling alone, and of course with my son. So we do some trips together, and then. When I travel alone, my mom looks after him, so it's like that. I would recommend you New York, hmm. um, Los Angeles, SF, um, SF, Texas is also very safe. Yeah. Um, Los Angeles is pretty like gutty at the moment. Okay. So maybe not so much. But U.S. in general is safer or no? Like it depends on where you go. Okay. And it depends on, on Chica- your attitude. How Chicago? Chicago is okay. okay. <laughs> like I put the, the accent immediately on <laughs> Chicago. Um, yeah, I, Chicago is okay. Um, mm. I would recommend you New York more. New York okay. is, is is very good it's at good. the moment. Yeah. Uh, Seattle is okay. is good. Um, mm-hmm. Again, most of those places I'd recommend going out at daylight, going out at night. It's, it's not good. Yeah, I think that's mostly everywhere. Even the Europe is the same. It's, that's mostly everywhere. You have to be careful. London is is good. London um, is yeah. London. Oh, so I London. I went uh, to La- before COVID birthday. Mm. I did London with my son did and my it? sister. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We we loved it, and I, it was my second time to London. If, and if I would have met you earlier, you could have told me, and I could have given you places to go with your son. I I did show him a lot of things around. But yeah, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure. I, 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 I lived in London for ten years, oh, and okay, I, I okay. still have a place there, so I go back and forth. 
I've oh, given really? you a whole list of things you can go with your son to. Amazing. Not just just like science next museum time, and stuff perhaps. like that. Next time, perhaps. No, we yeah, know each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next time, perhaps. I'll give you a whole list uh, because I take my sister sometimes there. Okay. And um, there's like whole like there's like a, a, a I'll send it over to you. There's like a, a company that we use. Um, okay. And they plan out like like day out with the kids. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So oh, okay. Interesting things yeah, to do, yeah. like activities and so stuff. So it's like ten. But you know, I, I I felt that my son he enjoys beach places. So for me, the I mean, safest you're in Dubai. and yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but he loves like Maldives, Mauritius, these kind of places, Thailand, because he wants to play at the beach, sand, chill, relax. Brighton has a beach. Yeah, could go there. But he doesn't enjoy uh, Europe or London so much. I mean, UK in particular. It's like, you have to walk and you know how how all European and uh, cities are. And also for the UK, you have to like... So, yeah, that's not, I think probably a couple of years later, he would be really interested. Right now, he's small for that. So, yeah. So, I take him to beach places, mm. mostly. He loves it. I mean, he's I've been young. to Maldives, like, so many times because he loves it, right? So, we just go there. And it's a quick holiday. What about Whether Bali? you're here. Bali also we've been, yeah. With your content that you're, you're doing, were you ever worried that you're, you're crossing over any boundaries or lines? Like, unknowingly? Uh, you have to be careful with that for sure. But I mean, do you know where the boundaries are, or do you? Yeah, do you guess there are. See, there are certain guidelines which every country has put up, so you just need to respect that. For example, foul language, which of course I anyways don't use, or dressing up in a certain way in terms of, uh, like for example, Dubai is very liberal in terms of dressing. Uh, sense you can you know you can wear whatever now before it wasn't the case before if you would go to a Dubai mall when it was just built up and if you're wearing a short skirt or shorts they'll tell you just cover yourself wearing a baya you know and they'll give it to you in the in the mall itself they used to give it to you but now it's completely different it's like 360 degree different you know Mm. it's flipped now it's so liberal it's not what it was in 2007, 8, 9. It's very different now. It's very uh, open. They are open. They, they know that, okay, people are from so many different countries are living here and we need to be open about it. Interesting. Interesting. So, so it's, it's, it's now okay. Before, of course, uh, I used to be careful in terms of what, what I wear. But now it's like, um, it's pretty chill. And of course, you need to respect. I feel it's important to, whether it's UAE or any country, it's important to respect the rules of the land if they are just about basic etiquettes. It's a, if it's about basic etiquettes. Mm. There's no harm in that because, after all, you're living in that country, right? Well, the, the reason I bring up this topic, because especially from doing a show, like a talk show like we generate do, yeah. there, the, in Bahrain, there are obviously certain boundaries, like there are in the US, that, but they're unwritten rules. Right, right. Right? And so... No, but you can be, if, you, um, if you're if you not following the rules, then you can be called out for it. Yeah, I mean... For sure. For comments perspective, I don't give a shit what people write. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, I mean, we've, we've had phone calls mm-hmm. and uh, we've had to go to like meetings. Mm-hmm. And the nice thing about Bahrain is that they will very clearly tell you, yeah, hey buddy, you know, don't these cross, are the boundaries. Yeah, don't, don't cross, cross this. It. Yeah, yeah. But and Saudi, for example, that doesn't happen. 
it's mm-hmm. they just come into the studio and arrest. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I feel like that's the no, story. I, I, I don't think Emirates so. Point. In Dubai, it's like that extreme at all. I've never heard. Even before, it was not like that. But of course, you like for example, when I'm doing a campaign with say Dubai tourism, now it's my responsibility that. If I'm doing a campaign, I'm dressed nicely for it. Okay. When you say dress nicely, you're not supposed to be, you know, showing too much of your skin. You just dress elegantly. I mean, like cover from up. Chanel. Yeah. No. No, I'm not saying Chanel particularly no. as the brand. I mean Chanel style, which is very classic. And little very... classic. Little classic. You yeah. know what I mean when classy. I say like, yeah. yeah, 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 classy. But it's not about the brands I meant. No, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. I didn't mean yeah. the brand. Style. I meant like style. Yeah, yeah, classic. Yeah, you can say a little bit classic, or you can say, you know, a little warm, not like overly <laughs> you know not too formal not too yeah not too vulgar in other words okay yeah okay. not formal vulgar like you don't want to be seen in dubai mall with a mini skirt okay. when you're promoting dubai tourism like you're not I like i feel like that's what people <laughs> you know what, I, what I, I, mean, I mean you know i wouldn't do that i mean this is I'm not saying basic you, common sense but yeah. i feel like i feel like that's the kind of attraction that they want though <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, you you uh, you know people do that as well. But if I'm you know doing a campaign, I wouldn't do it. But then, of course, if I'm at a beach and I'm not doing any work with a particular brand, if I want to post something, they don't have an issue. You can do whatever you want, right? They're not going to be like, oh, this girl, you know, look at her dress. It's it's my choice because ultimately dressing is something so personal right mm. and in fact it, it, you would be surprised my ex <laughs> he went to the court with my pictures wherein i'm wearing like short skirts or you know from our uh, trips to other countries etc and he's telling the court but she's not going to be a nice uh, mother look at the kind of dressing she does you know which is not like i don't post bikini pictures for example right i mean of course i wear it but i don't post it on my social media because of course i i just don't want to it's my choice i'm not comfortable posting it right i don't want them creepy people coming in just to my profile to you to know to drop in some weird comments i don't want that by the way well, that's another topic that has to be discussed yeah, but yeah, go yeah. on Let's, go on yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so what did so, the court say then they looked at yeah, like he was an idiot no so yeah of course they did <laughs> and they're like No, but uh, in your Indian culture, this is very okay. Mm. We see that Indians dress up like this. They party. They, you know, they are telling him to do all of this. So, what is so unique about it? And if it was she was Muslim and it was our culture, yeah, probably, you know, it's different that she's not following the, you know, the culture or whatever. But in your culture, it's okay. You are an Indian. You you have this kind of culture wherein you know you guys go party. Uh, do uh, go to uh, pubs or go to bars or whatever so it's different so this is what he was just trying to portray that oh fuck you know like this is how she is and that's why you can't be a good mother because that's your dressing sense and well, he thought we were what in the early 18th century yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean it's so weird thing like it's my choice and when i was with you used to you used to love it <laughs> you know and you would be like oh just wear something like this something like that now just because i'm not with you you're you're trying to use that and defame me i mean anyways i literally i didn't react i felt it it was very stupid uh but of course we answered the court that it's very normal like we were like pastryites we used to be in the you know city times or gulf news on the party pages all the time so what's a big deal 
So, oh, so you were asking me about, well, what did you ask me about the dress? Oh, I was about to say, what kind of DMs do you get? Oh, DMs. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> very you, funny DMs. Some are really of, funny. Do you get a lot of feet pic requests? Uh, no, not... Really? I, I do get, but not so many. But I get weird DMs in terms of the starting point. But of course, I don't open them or I never reply to them because they're like you're very beautiful and your eyes say something, you know, we, we feel, <laughs> yeah, like weird things. Okay. And there, there was this one DM which was uniquely different was the person was writing uh, poems, like long ones about my eyes, about my face and everything. I was like, this is such a creepy DM. And then... But you kept reading it though. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not that. Then I asked a few friends, like, do you get this kind of DMs? And they're like, fucking hell, the same one. <laughs> the same person has been sending it to different people, the same text. Oh, that's, I don't know if that's <laughs> smart or dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but there are people like that. So, but you don't want to slide in your DMs because some are like really stupid. Some are like really gross as well. I I, I try to remember one, one was, so one my friend told me about, what was it? It was on Snapchat, I think. Yeah. And uh, this is a Greek girl and a Greek guy, total stranger, just sent her a dick pic. Oh, okay. Just a total stranger. Yeah. St yeah. <laughs> a total so I've heard, but I've heard this happens a lot on Snapchat because the stories disappear mm. in after 24 hours or whatever. You can't really store them, right? I mean, you can take a screenshot. A screenshot, possibly. Yeah, that's the only way. So I think this happens on... Uh, Snapchat. In fact, I've got DMs that can you come on Snapchat? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah, Interesting. I've got DMs like that. That you know, can you come on Snapchat? I would love to, you know, have a little private chat with you. And I'm like, like of course, I don't reply. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> what is that? And that's how I realized that okay, Snapchat is the place where people go and <laughs> you know do all these sort of things. I, I, my, my favorite, my favorite story I got told by a friend was from some creep who told her like oh you know i really love your feet or something like that and yeah I, those, those these are normal <laughs> but she, she, what made me laugh is like her face was just like crumped and confused <laughs> and i was like what why and she's like i've never posted a picture of my feet ever <laughs> <laughs> so the multi multi send button yeah. on yeah I will never forget it. Her face was literally like... You know, but because of these creepy DMs, you, I also, of course, uh, you know, in transition, like, you know, you don't read the good ones. Good ones in the sense which are for work or which are for people who are, or, you know, who are reaching out to you because of some work. And a lot of brands, uh, sometimes they just DM or, mm. you know, their agencies just DM. So some, because I don't slide into DM because I know it's a lot of... Uh, creepy uh, messages are going to be there. So what's there? And then I realized, oh, fuck, I'm, I'm losing so many brands out there. So why don't you just get yourself like a PA? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can get from one yeah, from Upwork. That's the one course. we use. I, 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 in fact, I keep, uh, I, I do have some people who work with me who clean up the shit. Yeah, so you yeah, don't have to look course, at it. Of and... course, yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes you personally go, right? Like, okay, what's happening? You want to see your account as well, right? I don't have a personal account. Dan fights with me all the time because I post stuff. At the... <laughs> because that's yeah. not part of the bro. <laughs> don't do that kind of shit. What was the last one I posted that you got pissed with? I think so, yeah. Okay. 
No, I posted one with uh, with with uh, JFK being assassinated. Oh, okay, that's good. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so pretty wild. Mm. Mm. So DMs, I think I'm sure most women get it. I don't know as much if you guys get it. But no, we don't. We, we, yeah, but we. Do you get a lot of comments? Or do you get more more DMs? More DMs and comments. Right? Isn't yeah. that weird? It is weird. And I, in fact, in the starting, I told you want to write something nice, you can comment. Right? And like people, and I would reply. People there. DM you saying like nice video or yeah, correct, correct. A lot of them. I get tons of them. Where you like every time I post, I get. People just DMing you saying they're thinking that probably you're just going to reply and do like a private chat with. I fucking don't have do the you, time to do, you, do that. Do you think that's the case or do you think they're just too? Sh because we think they're too. Uh -huh. That also is the reason. Not, not, or maybe they don't want to show. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, they yeah, don't want to show. Think. You know, us, so many of them are either married or have girlfriends <laughs> seeing somebody and probably they don't want that, you know, we write on a public platform where, oh, my girl can see, oh, you're sending hearts to this girl. Oh, you know what I mean? Okay. And you're saying, oh, you're beautiful or you're looking amazing. I mean, don't you think I look good enough? You know, these kind of things. And this is what actually a friend of mine who's a guy, he told me that, dude, I just commented on this girl's picture in general. Because she was looking fantastic and I had no, you know, nothing about, like I was not thinking any other way. It was just very basic and normal. This is what he says. And right, he's like, right, yeah. And he's like, my girlfriend just took the, sh like, you know, she started shouting and she's like, what the hell? How can you, why are you messaging these random people and commenting? You don't have time to comment on mine. <laughs> you know, things mm. like that. And that sounds like, okay, that 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 uh, is something probably, sh you know, proves why people send DMs. I mean, I, w I wouldn't be happy if, if some girl, if the girl I was dating was was uh, uh, commenting on random guy's pictures. So I totally get where she's coming from. See, it depends what kind of comments. If she's saying, oh, you're like, okay, Great this six is... Great six-pack. <laughs> yeah, probably you're not going to like that. Yeah, same. It's the same. I mean... Great feet pics. <laughs> but if it's like a good post about something, you know, the video is great. Then you could say oh, nicely done or something, but yeah. <laughs> but I mean, probably we, it's the same. It's the same for women. We they're do, also not going to like, uh, and the guys are also not going to like it because if they're doing that. We do very different content, obviously, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Most of the DMs we get are people who, when we say something like outrageous or crazy. Because they don't want to hear what you. But they, they say thank you or like, hey, you know what? Thank you. Or I think so too. Or blah, blah, okay, blah. Okay, okay. But they won't say but that as won't. a comment. Yeah, because they don't want to agree. Like, publicly. Agree exactly. publicly that they believe in that too we, we did we did one video i think um and it got like we we got into trouble for it and it was um you know if you're if you're around 18 or or, or hmm. if you're a young adult you should be leaving bahrain and hmm. go and work somewhere else okay and then by the time you're 40 you should come back and bring your skills back in right okay so much so much like people said okay we agree agree people agree agreed in the dms so much people in the comments were like no uh, they should stay all their life in Bahrain. Why are you leaving outside? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or I think we made a video. I think at one point where we so, see now they are saying the right thing that they're supposed to be saying. And then in that's the, the right exactly. Thing. And then the DM, it's almost it's yeah. exactly the opposite of what they say in the comments. It's bizarre. 
so but, bizarre. But we all, so this is why we talk about, you know, the double-faced world. You know, mm. we want to live someone else's life, but uh, we are doing something else. You know, it's, the, and there is, people are scared to speak up, right? They mm. are scared to uh, speak up, whether it's their parents or family or whosoever. And I think that's where they're like, you know, just keep quiet and just follow the rules. No. As it is, no, you know, no, it's no. a typical way. Agree. So it's just that, and also the acceptance in the society. If I say something like that, my friends are going to say, "Why the hell did you say that?" You know, you're, you're not going to be my friend, or, or probably they'll just disown you or something. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have the key? Cool. Well, yeah. How how, um, how far do you think your content goes? Where do you think it's still the safe line? What kind of like? You, I mean, just posting positivity. No, I mean, you can't be posting positivity grow. all the time because you're not positive all the time. Yeah, right? but, you know, Bill Clinton and, and, and Barack Obama have a podcast, but nobody knows about it because it's it's safe. It's boring. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. No, nobody wants to hear the boring stuff. And then I do a little bit consulting work here and there. On consulting? Marketing. Marketing? Yeah, marketing, media. Like I said, I, my major experience is advertising business so dad fix the mic um so you, you you said marketing but in what sense marketing um formally in print uh, i mean you do own a magazine at the everything moment. magazines how long have you been doing it is that newspaper. profitable for you i've been doing it since 2007 and it's been profitable for you Oh, no. Working with somebody? No, the magazine. Yeah. Oh, you you mean my own magazine? Yeah. No, it's so it's just I just started it in COVID. Yeah. Plus, it's not a physical magazine. It's just digital. Because we've had a few people on the show. We've had four or five who own magazines. No, physical uh, magazines aren't doing well. The printed version, no, it's kind of dead. Uh, only a couple of magazine on the top, you know, like a Vogue of the worlds. They are doing great. But uh, otherwise, no, it's not. But what I'm doing, it's a, it's a digital, uh, it's, you can say it's like a digital mag. Everything is digital. It's not a physical copy. So digitally, yes, it does good. We do cover shoots with celebrities uh, every month. Then we do uh, brand tie-ups. So we create content uh, through video and uh, website. So yeah, it's doing okay. But like I said, it's not right now. It's at a stage where I'm still building up because I started only in the second wave of COVID, not even the first mm. one. So still building up on that. But it's 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 getting good acceptance. It's doing well. Because we the the people who we who we've talked to who own mm -hmm. magazines from Bahrain, of course, yeah. it's a very different yeah. market than here. Yeah. They it's a smaller market as well. Yeah, with six yeah. million. I mean, yeah, it's exactly. not right. Yeah, and they mentioned that the power of their magazine hmm. is to leverage events. Yeah, which is true. That's what they said. This is true because, okay, so any magazines right now, they cannot survive just on ad sales, which is advertising, right? For example, as a... <laughs> I can't explain that. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, ad sales is, is... I mean, how many times a Rolex would advertise in the same magazine? Mm. You'll do maybe three issues in a year. You're not going to be there in all 12 issues or eight issues, whatever they're doing. So ad sales is something which is declining. People don't want to be there 
on an advertising space but what they are okay with like you as a magazine if you can bring in the right crowd from my brand then i tie up with you you organize my event you do the guest list we curate a event together and kind of do it as a collaborative event that works well and that's, that's also what where you yeah i'm doing that too and that's where you so the only way to make money right now is that because then an event you have uh, you know a lot of permutations combinations that you can work on and it's it's always about how influential you are as a person like whom whom can you get for this particular brand at the event if you can then this is the right crowd that the, that brand wants then yeah how why does, not how does bahrain how, sorry how does dubai business work do you, when you when you do a sale for an event here hmm. do they do they just want a number figure or do they want to have a breakdown on the costs or do they want like a more formal no, of course you quotation? have to give a formal quotation with all breakdowns because and it's very transparent you just charge a fee on the event you wouldn't charge on anything anywhere that's else that's very different than bahrain no they they are making money on everything first that's not of course but they also they they scrap from the top oh okay so okay. it's very very weird and like this is my business experience because i own a factory down there Dan, you've had that experience as well because you he's trying to run an event at the moment. Danny? Am I wrong or am I right? This is what, this is what you and Haleen and whatever her name no, is. No, but here it's uh, it's pretty straightforward in terms of the costing. So you if you've given a ballpark cost of say 50,000 dirhams, you know. You know this 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 what you're spending and over whatever it is, I'm charging you a 15% fee. Interesting, because it, in, in because it's very transparent, and then you are there's no gray area here, right? It's very different in Bahrain. I mean, we we talk to people who charge um, upwards of at the minimum and upwards of two hundred thousand. Okay. And they bring you know uh, Bollywood actresses in and stuff like that. Yeah, so those actresses and all that cost a lot, and probably they must be like keeping a share out there. They skim from the top, so yeah. they claim yeah, to, yeah. The, to the to the customer. That they cost, I don't know. Let's say two hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. I mean, you people do that. People do that here also, I'm sure. But then you have to be transparent because anybody can get the say. For example, if you want to source a particular celebrity, there are fifty companies who can source that celebrity. Exactly. And whoever is the lowest, the client would go with that. Exactly. Rather than that, you being transparent. This is what is costing. This is what the celebrity cost is. And this is how the breakup of other things work out. So then it's easy, you know. You don't have to do up and down in terms of costings, and you know, shop, do shopping. Like you don't have to go to five event creators to do that. So in Bahrain, I'm telling you right now, that's yeah, exactly I got you. Yeah, and that's how they work there. Probably. It's a, it's it's I don't because know. it's a smaller market, and I think probably they work a little differently. They are not also very events driven as such. It's not that it's not like Dubai where every day there are hundreds of events happening. You know, in a day in Dubai you could have fifteen events mm. of of different categories, and probably that's not the same case there. And there's there's almost like a duality in the market. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, and how's the mafia situation here in in the UAE? Is it mafia really as in media mafia? Oh, media? No, it's it's pretty. So. There's no mafia here. Like, you mean the Lebanese media mafia? Yeah, yeah. Indian media no, so, mafia, stuff like that. No, it's not there anymore. That's been broken apart? 
it's been uh, i think in the starting i used to hear that only lebanese people do uh, media jobs but no everyone is doing these days this is when i came to dubai i was told that oh mainly in media industry you will see uh, lebanese and you know uh, these are they are the guys who kind of hold a big chunk of uh, media buying and planning but i i don't think so that's the case anymore of course there are a lot a lot of lebanese in this industry this particular industry but they are not the only one so w- what i've been told from people outside dubai not from people inside dubai sure. who left dubai yeah yeah um so maybe this is old information they were saying that it's it's very tough to acquire clients here specifically because of the relationship with the existing uh, uh industry so what what they mentioned is like you know you you're if if it's an indian company they're going to get indian Uh, uh clients that is not because blah, blah, blah. Be, that is not because of a mafia it's about the comfort mm-hmm. like today as an indian uh, you know if i go to an indian client they are more comfortable talking to me the way they want okay you know it's like we are talking our language mm. you know okay i can do this work and you know this is how we'll do we have an understanding because you are from like you know each other in terms of firstly dubai is very small you know people you know pretty much the industry people pretty well so if you are an indian and you have an indian client it works out just a little better but having said that that's not entirely true i mean a lot of indian companies has britishers Uh, who are handling the agency so it doesn't matter it's just about the comfort level like you are from saudi and the moment if it's we both go somewhere right now and you talk in and you know fluent arabic you will get attention from that arab person instantly mm. wherein probably not from an indian guy so it's just that in the moment i talk in hindi i think you like, have a benefit of the doubt because you're a woman i think <laughs> i well, think <laughs> well i i you can't fight that right <laughs> that's a god given <laughs> you can't fight that i don't think any arabic or indian language will help me Come on. Yeah, but but yeah, okay, besides that, you can't fight that. <laughs> that will always we always get preference. I mean, that's a fact. There's nothing hidden about it. Do you use a girl? Go yeah, for it. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you always get that preference, but in in spite of all of that, you will not get an event just because you're a girl. Probably you can have a better relationship in terms of if you have if you're very uh, if you know this person pretty well from you know Vasta. Yeah, Vasta. Like that's you, still that's still Vasta works yeah Vasta works in any industry why just media i think okay. Vasta works everywhere okay like when when you say Vasta it's like for example i want to do a campaign in a radio station and i know the sales guys say for last 10 years i know them pretty well i've worked with them in so many campaigns and if i have limited budgets and i can always call and request that you know this time i have only 100000 dirhams what can we do in this budget and of course but but they know that this person has been giving me business for so many years and let me make some exception and give them considerable raises sure. so, So that's like wasta that's about knowing somebody and you know getting uh, the best out of what you have and it's again it's not like you're making it up you ge- you genuinely do not have the budgets mm, like mm. i've worked with so many brands at so many stages of uh, my career the brands did not have the budget but they wanted to create a voice or a noise about it 
So then you request people whom you know in the industry, you go to a Vogue or a Bazaar and say that, you know what, I have only $20,000. What can we do in this money? I want the best, best, best. Mm, mm. And just because that person knows you, probably they'll try to do something. So I think it's connection. It's everywhere. It's, mm. it's in every industry. Today, you know, in your industry as a podcaster, if you have influence over something, I would come to you like, can you help me out with this particular thing? It's just that. Do you not feel like you get burnt as well from that? But you don't have to do it always, right? No, yeah. But of course, if you're doing it on a regular basis, you will get burnt out. No, no, but no, if burnt it's out. just I mean, like burnt, as in like, like especially if you, if you, if you, you know, if you reach out huh? and you do a lot for a client, mm-hmm. and that client turns out to be a dickhead, you know what I mean? That's a gamble. I, I mean, feel like, especially when I don't know about you, but in my in my experience, the smaller the amount for the assigned budget the more the demands. That's true. That's very true. Right? Because they want to make the maximum out of that 20,000 dirhams. Right. But right. So their demands would be like, oh, I want like five influencers. And on top of it, I want this and that. Of course, they do that. And in my experience, I mean, I've, I've learned to let go of that. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you have to let go of these kind of things because it's practically not possible. You cannot create a plan in 20,000 dirhams. So you will say that, sorry, but I would love to work with you, but this budget wouldn't work. But that you have to be like, you, you're not supposed to even do a second meeting for that. That's first meeting is enough. Mm. And you make it very clear that in this budget, it cannot work out. And if it cannot work out, we move on. Because I've, I've experienced what you were referring to earlier, where I had somebody reach out to me and he said, listen, blah, blah, blah. Can you help out this company? Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, a friend of a friend. Yeah. And because you, you give them face and you say, you know what, I'll do it for you. Yeah. The kind of shit I got myself into, mm. I swore to myself, I will never, 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 never take on any time like that. like that again. Mm. And it was just ridiculous. The, 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 the phone calls I would get. Um, so we, we do like, we do military uniforms and stuff okay. like that. So we do. That's for, your business. That's my second business. In Bahrain. In Bahrain. Okay. So we B2B organization. Okay. And, uh, you know, we, our minimum unit order is like a thousand units. Mm-hmm. And they came up and said, we want like 10. And I was like. Uh, that's not possible. No. Thousand. It yeah, is. it yeah. is. That's what it is. And it was because of that friend. They said, listen, they're just starting their business. Blah, 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 blah. Help them out. I said, fine. I said, listen. Do I'll, it. I'll I'll do it for you at cost. Yeah. You know I'm not earning yeah. a penny on this. Yeah. Yeah. And I said to you, it'll be ready in three days' time. Blah blah. blah. I would get three to four phone calls every single day. Oh. And I would I would tell them like, listen, this is the factory manager's number. Call them up, and, and they can them. tell you where your production currently is in the line, right? Yeah. But you already gave them four days' time. Again, you asked for that time. Exactly. But they were like they they wanted to be like. Even if it was a second earlier. Hmm. And it was just a disaster. And then on delivery, I said, here's a delivery, blah, blah, blah. I hope you enjoy hmm. it, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, like two days later, be like, no, uh, come back. Uh, the, the thread that, like, for the color isn't correct. I went there and I showed them a thread that, hmm. this is hmm. the color you gave me. This is the color in the unit. Yeah, this is yeah. exactly the same color. If you're not happy with it, go buy it from the souk, go buy it from where you can, bring it here, and I'll use yeah, that thread. Yeah. So I did that. That was another four, another another fucking week of phone calls. And then eventually they were they were happy, like, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. 
Two weeks later, they, they cried contact me again and said, we would like to place another order. And I Did told you block them? Fuck right <laughs> off. I said, I don't want to know you. Don't talk to me. Don't yeah. message me. And they were surprised. They're like, yeah. we're giving you business. I said, no, you're not I don't giving want me that. business. I want peace of mind. You, yeah, you, you, you got an item for break even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the end, I was so furious with them. I said, listen, I don't even want money. Just take it for free. Just yeah. Don't message me. Yeah. And then my friend contacted me again. And he was like, oh, you know, you didn't do it right. Why didn't you not like help, like do more? more with them yeah i said you can go fuck yourself <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah how about yourself do you know so yeah do you get that do you get friends who message you and be like listen i just started this business or coffee shop a lot a lot promote it a lot and and if they're really good friends i'll just do something with them because they're my friends but i'm not going to do this out of way thing wherein i do something via somebody at a very low cost and no that's not something that i just say straight no that's sorry but this hey dear can is, you help a friend it, of a friend now? <laughs> and you know sometimes when those kind of requests comes up i'm like let me see if something fits in in my content that i'm creating if it's going to fit in somewhere definitely but if it's not i'm not going to just go out of way i'm very blunt actually there are people who are like friends and friends friends oh but we have this brands and you know can you like promote it i'm like um, if it fits in yes but i am not going to go out of my way does, and it doesn't go with my profile then i'm not going to be doing and how does how does it work for a company to contact you do you do it based on post or do you do it based on project how do you both So. both depending on what the brief is okay so sometimes there's a project brief in terms of it's not just for one time but they want you to work on a three months project or a four months project so then you give a project cost you but just did one with the suitcases if i'm not mistaken right <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> they they're actually uh, you can say they are like my one of my regular clients yeah yeah for yeah. sure so it, it completely depends uh, what the brief is but What a lot of clients are like just one time what was your what was the sh the shop called shinati shinati yeah so if you're out there listening go check shinati out she just did a post about some suitcases yeah it's the largest luggage store in the middle east apparently okay not just in ua in the middle east yeah yeah best prices best products all of that there you go so we can turn this and snip it and you can have it you can use it for your marketing promotion it's some bullshit <laughs> there you go fuck it all i hate that kind of shit but yeah so yeah. you do luggage and stuff like that what else what else i work with uh, a lot of fashion brands as well mm -hmm. uh, fashion watches recently i did uh, work with uh, in switzerland with watch brands you mentioned Where, you went to switzerland yeah, yeah 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 so i was doing um, so i it was my uh, one of my things to do like it was in my list that i wanted to visit the watch factories like the actual headquarters and see how the watchmaking is done because it, it always fascinated me that how these beautiful watches are made you know they are the piece of art and how is it done so i visited ateliers i visited the hqs and i saw literally the watchmaking process i did a couple of workshops to you know to try to learn how to do that how do mm. you fit that dial on there you know so it was it was a very good experience because it was completely uh new for me and i I always wanted to do it. So this was uh, what I did in Switzerland. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you promote it, they'll give you another business. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, I don't know. I didn't do it with that perspective. It was it was more to tick my, you know, like 
cross in my book okay i've done it i was waiting i was waiting how yeah. often you would bring up the brand name <laughs> <laughs> well no so this is what i was like okay i've done it and i actually uh, don't mind visiting again uh, swiss and do a little bit of more scene in terms of what's new happening in the watch world is just like fascinating and i found it interesting yeah 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 and of course um, when you go to switzerland it's it's a beautiful place like I love Swiss. It's like very calm and beautiful. Would you move there? Yeah, I wouldn't mind actually. But I wouldn't move to those quieter places. I would if I move I would move to Zurich or Geneva. These are the only two places. Or maybe Lausanne. I I don't know. I mean, I think you you say that now. I think but if you would go there and live there, I think you'd be bored out of your mind. Very See, Dubai is Dubai, right? Exactly. You can never find Dubai anywhere else. But I'm just saying, if I have to live there for a project for, say, a couple of years, I'm working with a brand, say, a watch brand, mm. and I go settle in Geneva for a couple of years, I wouldn't mind exploring. Like I'm open to, but I, yeah, but the kind of life that I have in Dubai. nobody can offer that that that's actually true right that comfort that you know closeness from home flexibility uh, with brands. flexibility with everything and it's it's pretty comfortable i know you're a great fan of bahrain with you know dan is dan is yeah yeah but um, i would say it gives dubai gives you like a great flavor mm of everything which i think we all agree to a great extent listen you're 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 preaching to the choir i've been i've been thinking about either moving to riyadh or dubai for the past like 2 yeah. years i uh, mean it's it's great for your work i would say it's central mm. like bahrain uh, of course like maybe it's good not i've not been there i cannot ca- comment on that but dubai is very central and that's what i like so even if i have to go i have to travel to europe from here it's so easy or you have to go to india it's so easy it's just so central and i would like for this, that is one of the main reasons i would always want to keep my base here because it's just so central let me I, i'll try to put it in a way that that it would make the most sense of course both of us are too young for this but uh, bahrain is like is like singapore of the 70s okay so it's the wild wild west mm-hmm. um everything is 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 up for grabs. Okay. Everything is just based on Wasta. Everything is almost a monopoly. Um I've been in meetings where purchasing where purchasing advisor told me, "Listen, if you want this contract, either I'm getting women, alcohol, wow, <laughs> or cash." Wow, that was too straight. <laughs> just straight. And he said it in an open office. Oh wow. 40 people. No closed door. Yeah. No, hey, you know, come for lunch. So it's the Wasta there. It is forget Wasta. <laughs> but she's like she's But she's what they want. And it, you know, I've been in meetings where, 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 you know, they they say like, oh, you have to be careful on whose toes you step on, blah blah blah. You don't want to end up in a knife with your back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So, so it's it's very it's very raw. Um, wow. There's a lot of opportunity for for a lot of mischief if that's what you're you're into. Really <laughs> interesting. It's, it's weird. It's so so weird. Like okay. you. you 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 can you can do things. All like what that. I've heard about Bahrain, uh, like about uh, from people, is like Saudi people go to Bahrain on the weekends to party. Apparently, is what I know of, and 
other than that, I've not experienced either Saudi or Bahrain firsthand. So I have no firsthand experience. It's only what I've heard. I talked to a ta- taxi driver once. And he told me that there's a flight that comes with with a flight from Russia that just has Russian girls in it. They go, it goes to Bahrain? It goes to Bahrain, just a whole airplane. This is what the what? cab driver said. He said it's just Russian girls. And you believe him? He said he, that it comes once It comes once a week. And he says the girls come in, the girls come out. And then it's just switch next girls. Whoa. And it's almost like, 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 a, like a laundromat. Wow. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> this cabbie is really like keeping an eye on people. <laughs> well, a lot of them are ex-military. Oh, okay, yeah, they don't okay. find other jobs, so they end oh, up just interesting. It's, you'll in Bahrain, you'll often sit next to a guy, a cabbie, and you talk to him, and he, he'll tell you like stories. Yeah, I was like a helicopter, military fighter, blah blah blah. blah oh my blah. god, really? <laughs> okay, here in Dubai, you will either find Pathans from Pakistan mm-hmm. or uh, Indians from well, they hate Indians, though. South in- yeah, I mean, you know, because Pakistan and India always have this conflict going on. Uh, although I have very, very good Pakistani friends here, and even now today, like when but I tell, it, it tell was an Indian country until 1947. Yeah, it was exactly, it's, exactly. It's so dumb. Yeah, but they are, they are, you know, they are fighting for the rights apparently. But so when in India I tell I have Pakistani, they're like, "You have Pakistani friends? You're a traitor." I'm mm. like, "Yeah, but." I live in Dubai and I have, of course, I work with with Pakistanis. I have Pakistani friends and they are just like us. It's the differences between the countries. It's not that they don't want Kashmir. You know, it's the it's the borders and the governments who want things. But they are like normal people like us. So I mean, prior to people the, don't understand that. Prior, but, prior to the migration, where you're already living, where, where yeah, Pakistanis were like, living in that seriously, house. Seriously, I don't know why. I mean, this fight is going on forever since then. And uh, still people die because of the Kashmir uh, issue. So many of them. Yeah, I remember I read the I read the book. What is it? Um, the, the Gujarat riots. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a very weird book. Mm-hmm. Because the, the author, she claims that she has like audio tapes and videos and all this kind of stuff. She never published anything. Anything, okay. Yeah. So it's, it's uh, I don't know, these some of these texts could be like set up. So I don't know. Well, she, I mean, Modi was, was governor. I haven't read it. Yeah, Modi is the government right now. No, no, he was the governor in... Governor at that time. At the time when, yeah, the, yeah, when yeah. the riots were happening. Mm-hmm. Um, well... Yeah. Only people who know who knows. <laughs> we don't know the real thing. We well, we really don't know. He's 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 been pretty wild at the moment, Modi, especially with his like uh like anti-Muslim talks and stuff like that. I, I think, think he's he's trying his best to do whatever he can, I think. Yeah, but India was never like like purely Sikh or Hindu. That was never no, in his no. History. India, yeah, that is a very of course. It's Muslims are uh, almost like close to a majority. No, no, no. I meant in the sense of like India, even as a nation, was yeah. never a country even before the UK because it was small kingships. Yeah, but it's still the kingships, right? But now kingships, as in there, there are so many different states in India mm. which were ruled by kings at that time, and then the British Raj came into picture, and then you know things happen like Mahatma Gandhi and but that's my point all of that it never yeah. had like a shared culture it yeah, never yeah, had a yeah. shared absolutely, language absolutely absolutely but right? then but to manage a nation with such a population which is massive you need to have uh, a proper government system and so what do you what do you what would be the best if if given you the choice 
how would you solve the, the education and exams issues? Because a lot of them say, hey, it's unfair that the exam papers are in Hindi or in Hindi. Mm. And uh, a lot of people make an advocate saying it should be, the exam paper should be written for the language of that specific no, see, area, which is impossible. I mean, that's a lot of work. If you're talking about uh, state boards, of course, they are in the regional languages. It could be in the regional languages. But we are, if you're talking about uh, the boards which are everywhere across the country, you it's practically not possible. And in most of the... So Hindi is the language, but that's not what is spoken in all the states. They have exactly. their own dialect right and of and course their own language sometimes yeah, yeah. so like, yeah <laughs> they have it's completely and we so for example if i go to kerala i don't understand that language right or if kashmir, i kashmir yeah kashmir is still manageable because a lot of urdu and uh, rajasthani gujarati these are very inspired by each other you understand these languages but when you go to the south they have different languages but I feel you need to have one common language so that that's how the nation is connected. Because if you don't have that, then of course you'll do your own thing, right? Which people are right now doing. So, but most of the people in school right now, it's English, you know? So all the exam papers are in English. There's no, there's no talk, you know, uh, there, it's not about the regional languages anymore. People are not right. I mean, of course, there are regional schools, but that's not the majority. Mm. If you talk about the major cities uh, of India, which are uh, called the metro cities mm. and the second, first tier and the second tier cities, English has become such a widely used language for when it comes to education. And uh, all the parents, they want their kids to be educated in English now because they know that today it's here and this is the world, the world out there you need to know one language which is universal so so and that's english would you believe that the university what's the big exam for university the so for example right now the exam that i'm going to give it's in hindi mm. now i have not written hindi after grade 10th cool good luck i, I have not written yeah. of course i, <laughs> I te- yeah I, I teach my son and all that's different but if i have to like literally write the whole exam paper in hindi it's going to be a problem even for me. So I told them that I'm going to write the paper in English. Mm-hmm. I, you can have your paper in Hindi or whatever, but I don't, I, I don't think so. I can write like pages on pages in Hindi, you know, because it's been a long time. But of course, I can talk fluent Hindi, but writing is something else. Mm. It's difficult. But we, we've been doing English for so long. Like after 10th grade, I've not studied Hindi as a subject, right? You either take science, you take maths, you take commerce, you take different subjects, but you don't really study Hindi. So that's how it is. But yeah, so I'm going to write my paper in English. And do you, do you think that, that I, it's hard to say because there's a big government push on that the national language should be Hindi. There's a big government push that exam papers should go. I mean, Moody has, has been very, very upfront on this thing. I like the guy, to be honest with you. 
uh, that that but it should be it see what he's asking for for the language to be and he, culture by the way he yeah also it makes a big push on that because that's how it unites also people right now people are doing their own thing for example different states have their own thing going on but if you have to bring everyone together there has to have a common ground and that's what what i think that's what he's trying to push for and which is fair i mean there's nothing wrong i mean i i would fairly believe that one should mm Hmm. national language you cannot have 10 national languages right Listen, so I, there has to be one common language if i have to talk to somebody in that state they need to know basic hindi I, i'm not saying you should know crazy hindi or you should be able to write and read and all of that but something that you can have a conversation at least people i've i've traveled to so many states in india and they refuse to speak a word in hindi Mm, mm. They they will be okay if you talk to them in English, but if they like if you ask them in Hindi, then they'll they'll just not reply yeah, because you know yeah, <laughs> e- either they don't know really or they choose not to talk. Mm. It's both ways. No, I, I I mean I I I've, I've talked so much about these exact issues because my ex was was huge huge against Moody. Her mm. dad and her brother loved him. Okay. Uh, they met him a few times. They said you know he's he's. He, He has an incredible amount of memory. Like mm-hmm. even if he met you only once, he will remember your name yeah. and your face. So he he's he also does yoga. <laughs> yeah. See. Well, do, that's another question. Do you believe women should do yoga? Only women. No. Do you think women should do yoga? I mean, all of us should do. Because it's not intended for women. No, it's for both. No. Who said? The, the, the from from. In fact, if you look at the origin, uh, for you want me to put it? It's okay. I leave it. Um, women, you are saying should Shouldn't. not do. No, not according. Do. Not according to the to the uh, not what are they called the the the, script? the priest? Yeah, the, the not, Sanskrit. The Sanskrit. Not really. Yeah, we've had we've had we've had yogis like yeah. So I show. know what you're talking about. Uh, so in the text, because again, it's in the religious text. It it must be written that it should be performed by men. Thank you. In the religious text, but. that is how hindu mythology you will see most of the things for example we do puja you know the uh, a little puja on diwali or holi on different occasions and usually it's the man who does the aarti first mm. you know aarti is like you know you you decorate the puja thali and you do the aarti first that's how the culturally it's been driven but there's nothing wrong about it it's just because it's written by somebody in some text You don't have to follow that exactly, and that's why nobody is really following it, honestly. But do you know, it's a modern world. Who's following that? The the argument that they present and they say it's because, at the end of the day, it's part of a spiritual. Yeah, practice. and and who said the spiritual practice cannot be performed by a woman? And their argument basis is that the entirety of the buildup from the hmm. from from the the Vedas, the Vedas, the Vedas, Vedas was an intent. From a perspective of what the the exercise was for men, and so for they believe I like differ. it's like a whole no, like but I'll tell thing. you scientifically. I don't know, like yeah, but, stuff. <laughs> but on the contrary, scientifically, if you uh, read yoga anatomy, which is the anatomy of our body, the woman's body is perfect for yoga. In fact, anatomically. Mm. You see the woman's curves, mm-hmm. like the way the hips are. That is a perfect yogic body, in wherein for a man it's all tight. 
you know their hip is like tight the hip hip bones are not, not like men's, that flexible yeah men's hips and are not in fact perverse. exactly so you are not even uh, your bodily also not that flexible for yoga if you if you have to sit down right now like women can do it much easily than if a guy has to sit down you know in like cross legged position mm-hmm. but we can do it very easily mm. so there are so many asanas which are like anatomically made for women mm. i can literally like for example a butterfly pose a woman can do it beautifully we deliver babies <laughs> you know like it's so easy so anatomically women's body is great for yoga and what is what lord krishna said like she is uh, the you know the master of all lords in our religion right he said it in uh, bhagavad gita i did it in indian for 4 years i, I know yeah. all about it don't yeah, worry yeah right <laughs> so, so in bhagavad gita he said that uh, you know i when he was talking about yoga it's like so there there's karma yoga and there is bhakti yoga and different sort of yoga right so he said that uh, I want yoga to be part of people's life like he kind of was spreading this knowledge from the very starting and this is why apparently he told uh, Arjun the importance of yoga okay that why yoga is so important mm. in in your life and from there it went to then it kept going to uh, Surya Devta and whatever you know different process mm. but it was never said that it's not for women like no text exactly says that it's not for women what is written in vedas because a man is preferred to do any sort of uh, religious activities over women right because women they get the menstrual cycle which wherein men doesn't have that mm. so that's why they are considered the purest form mm. right but that's to on the contrary this thing with what happens to women it's also purifying cycle okay Okay. In in the text I'm talking about, it's a purifying cycle. So I I completely disagree with the yogis who've said that women are not supposed to be doing it. Yes, in the text it's written, but who has written that text? Because we've we've had babas on, and they talk. Yeah, about because they're like... babas on, right? So probably <laughs> because they're babas, they were trying to you know you know not accepting the fact that women can do it, but women. beautifully can do yoga mm. and in fact some of the women are i mean i know so many women who are like class apart i i like i said they, i mean their whole argument on the pace's point is that uh, yoga is both a physical practice and a spiritual practice and the spirit and the exercises reflect the spiritual like the spiritual reflect the exercises i don't know i i know why they are bringing the spiritual thing just because of the menstrual cycle and that's why they are connecting it with the spiritual thing but it's and their their pitch is that the the so you're not supposed to be doing so you are not supposed to be practicing yoga that is also because you can physically get really tired during those 4 5 days and that's why it's been written in anatomically it's been said that you should rest out that time because you are physically so tired you're already draining you know so you don't want to like drain your body more just relax during that time because that's your purifying like you're just you know just relaxing that time and other than that there is there is no way well, i can only tell you what i heard and no, they're, I mean, they're, they're saying like they, honestly i you i've i've heard about it that people say this uh, that it's written in text but i have personally i'm reading so much text right now 
for my exams that are coming up whether it's anatomically or gita or you know the bhagavad gita mm. that i just spoke about it's not written that women cannot do these things their argument point is that the the exercise and the routines causes more issues towards the women's body it changes their mentality it's, it's, all this kind of stuff it's not true I, trust I, me I'm not, I listen i'm <laughs> yeah, just yeah. being the devil's advocate no, but, no, but i I'm don't saying- know this like <laughs> These kind of, I mean, I'm not a religious uh, preacher. I don't know religiously if they're saying that, uh, saying it, but yoga, anatomically, scientifically, or whatever way, it's not true for sure. I mean, this is what I, mm. whatever, I mean, of course, they must be doing, studying for last 15, 20 years, and they've read it somewhere in the text. But whatever knowledge I have for the last three years, I don't agree to this. They have some crazy stuff. They say like, you know, your life expectancy, your middle point of your life was 60. And so people used to get 120 years old and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, they, today, if I, like right now, I said my age was 39. Mm. And you said, you don't look 39. You, you look 26, that. yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's nothing to do with aging. I'm doing yoga for the last three years, but three years have not changed my skin. I mean, it's genetics. And then, of course, with the help of yoga, you're like, uh, you know, you're doing so much balancing in your body that you're from your hormones to your skin, uh, you know, elements, everything are well taken care of. Mm. Right. So I don't think so. It's because of just because you start yoga at 60 or whatever age and you can live up to 120, how good you are like. Are you, for example, you're doing yoga, but are you like always bitching? Are you like always that person who's like doing, showing the right thing, but doing the wrong thing? Who are you? I, it, it depends on all your life. Your life doesn't increase just by doing, uh, you know, just by just because you're doing some sort of exercise. Let's not just call it yoga for any sort of exercise. It's about how happy you are as a person. This is the interesting part because they, they, these guys always go about saying, oh, the Vaders, you have to do the exercise, you have to do the religious practice, you have to do the diet because there's like, what, three People diets? People who do religious practices have to live for 120 years. That's all that nonsense what they talk about. They, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm not <laughs> selling it. <laughs> I don't have a stake in this. Yeah, I, but I'm I, I can saying, only tell like, you what I hear. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying that uh, okay, so for example, in Islam, you do prayers five times a day, mm-hmm. right? Um, in Hindus, uh, we I'm not are... religious, but go on. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just, just trying to tell you a difference. Like, you're supposed to do uh, prayers five times a day if you are, you know, following Islamic culture. You're not supposed to. It's like there. You, they do it. Sure. They religiously do it. Sure. Where in our culture, in Hindus, also we are supposed to be praying, but there's no hard and fast rule. Like... If I believe in it, I get up in the morning, I do my little puja, okay? But if I don't believe in it, it's not like I have to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, something is, what I like about the five times prayer in Islamic religion, it's discipline. It's about how disciplined you are. It's not about the prayer. Okay, it also destroys This is your what knees. about your, this is what I feel. I'm not trying to make a religious statement here, but what I feel is it's about how disciplined you are and how, uh, you know, how much you believe in it, right? It's nobody can force you to pray if you don't believe in it. So it's belief. Belief comes, of course, from your house, Mm -hmm. you know, because you as a children, when you were kids, you were being told you're supposed to pray, you're supposed to pray, you're supposed to do this, you're supposed to do that, you're supposed to behave like this. These are childhood beliefs, right? So one is a belief. 
but this is a good belief if you are doing something you know this it's a discipline that you have built up in your life so i i feel it's not about how much you pray how you pray when you pray it's it's to bring in that discipline to your life it brings in that routine to your life that okay this five times i'm supposed to do this so how i use this in my culture is i make sure that when i wake up in the morning i you know before everything else shower and then i do my press so this is to bring in discipline otherwise i would be sitting probably till 12 in the afternoon not taking a shower and just sitting you know i, I, I love how you, know, you what, say this as discipline where i see this as you know maybe this is anecdotal evidence but the people that i know who pray you know five times or very yeah. religious practices are some of the worst people i've ever met in my life they that's what it's bizarre they use that's it what? as like as like a a almost like an armor for doing stuff that you know <laughs> Yeah. Any normal person would be like yeah. no, no you can't do yeah. that. If if religion if, re- if if these religious practices made a person amazing then the world would be wow. Mm. Because so many people followed so many different sort of religions and you know they have their beliefs but then why are crimes happening or why are wrong things happening why are you know uh, people getting killed murdered executed i don't know what all is happening in the world right different all sort of things are happening but if you believe so much a religion teaches you and i'm sure in no book it's written that you are supposed to use the word religion for your own benefits mm. nowhere it's written any culture we talk about right but people are using it as their own you know the it's way they want to it's an excuse yeah. but and that's why i don't call it that it's because i'm religious i do it i don't think so i do it because of religion i wouldn't care or less about that i do it because i want that discipline in my life and i like that way of routine in my life so how much of the vaders do you follow do you do the diets mm, no i mean There's some doctors I, that prescribe the diets now to people not really i mean <laughs> diets I I for example I design my own diet. Mm. I know what is good for me. I need so much protein. I'm a vegetarian for example. So I need to make sure that I cover my proteins. I need to make sure I get I'm getting enough carbs and minerals and vitamins everything together. I design my meal. I don't have to go to a doctor to design my meal. People go to doc or a dietitian because they just want a systematic thing that okay someone has written it and I just have to follow it. but you can design your own meal like you know uh what you need for your body and you mm-hmm. design it accordingly but if you feel of course if you're not feeling well or you're trying to solve a particular issue for example your or your obese or you know your pcod or i don't know there are different issues in your body and then you want to go to a doctor for a diet it's a different thing but i think in general you don't not everybody needs a dietitian <laughs> i i i don't believe so Well, I mean, dietitian isn't a real degree. Nutritionists are Nutri- real. Nutritionist, yeah. A real so, degree. Dietitian is any yeah, asshole. Yeah, yeah, nutritionist, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like I'm, a toothologist. That correct, doesn't yeah. Correct. That doesn't matter. So, nutritionist, if you read things like we are all well read, we know what we need for our body. I'm talking about our gen, I mean, not our generation, but you are much be you must be much younger than but I'm saying, but yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like we know what is required for our body, so we design our meal accordingly. But if you just can't, you don't have the motivation to do that, then you go to a nutritionist or a dietitian. We're about eight years apart. So yeah, so, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But, but still, eight years is a good difference to have um, a different outlook. So, 
Hey, I, so if I've you're met, dealing I've with met, an issue, I've met people who are 58 on the show who've written three books. Okay. By the time they were they were 17, and I've met people who are in their 50s and they act like a child. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to bring up quickly? <laughs> We've talked about most of anything we are, How you want to ask. How would people find you? How would people interact with you? What kind of business do you like working with? I'm trying to give you a sales pitch for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah sure um i mean when it comes to people i'm pretty easy going like i got along well with you as well i guess yeah. which everyone <laughs> well, guess. <laughs> <laughs> you make it sound like i was torturing you no 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 it was uh it was a fun chat i don't know how much is going online out of this but i think we spoke a lot, a lot about different things well, trust um, me this isn't this isn't like this is still Oh, okay. All right. Let's see. And uh, no, so in terms of work now, uh, of course, my focus is uh, to create more good video content. That's what I'm going to focus more on because that's the way forward. Uh, and um, I hope that I <laughs> go a little bit out of my comfort zone as well. And More uh, scripted content or? Not script. No, I'm not looking to do scripted stuff, but I, I think probably... Um, more creative stuff, something that would be more engaging in terms of and more real. So I'm looking more at that. I don't, um, so that's the idea. And of course, travel a lot, work with, um, you know, work with tourism boards around. I love doing that. Mm. Um, I, I love traveling. We are always... Dan has, has did a bunch of like strange stuff. You had one where guys were eating crickets or something. Then you had fashion where you were, some dude would try like doing outfits mm -hmm. for... That's strange to you guys, that's very normal. It's like a stylist. I, oh, I you were doing styling? No, I was the creative director of a publication for it. Oh, very cool. That's so cool. So if if that's the avenue you want to go to, yeah, uh, it can give you at least a bunch of ideas on... on yeah. But most of that was scripted, no? Or was it candid? Like uh, scripted as in you kind of define how you're going to be doing, but it's not like verbatim, anything. My so, advice to you, if you want to have it, is the more scripted it is, the easier it is to production. Oh, is it? But today we didn't do anything scripted. Yeah, because this is also a very candid conversation. Uh, yeah, if yeah, you yeah. were telling me, hey, you know, I want to do a shoot where, where I explain yeah. to people how to put an outfit together, first yeah. thing I would tell you is like, hey, where's the location? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, decide on everything. Of yeah, course. what are you no, talking about? No, of course points? that goes that goes without saying location, camera, concept. No, what I was talking when I said scripted, as in I was talking about like a written dialogue. script that you're dialogue kind of thing. Even then, I would tell you take out your phone and note or, and go on no notes doubt. and write yeah. it down because then when you're on camera, you 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 have then in your mind what you mm. want to say about that outfit rather than like you look at uh, this is very nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, so next year, I want to focus a lot more on my uh, yoga as well. Uh, wellness is going to be big for me next year, I think, mm -hmm. since I'm studying as well you right now. You, like, you want to do like a, like no, a not, course? No, not YouTube tutorials and stuff, but, uh, you know, create content with what I'm learning. So use that content, probably uh, what I'm learning, use it in my content as well, because that's going to be a majority of my time for next year where I'm studying continuously for next two years. So I was thinking, you know, might as well, since I would be studying new things, uh, knowing new stuff, try to create content around that. And is that is that like 
is that where you want to fit it in within your content or do you want to do a class where you offer it to people? Are you uh, not sure? Where class as well. Yeah, yeah. Class I'm already offering. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Classes I already take. And and do you do what, like group or one-on-one? Yeah, one -on -one? Uh, both actually, depending on the times, etc. So right now I'm doing group as well as one-on-one, -on -one, uh, which is just uh, the private uh, training. And if somebody wants to reach out to you, for example, to get a course? They can just, yeah, they can uh, text me on my Instagram, not a creepy DM, a good DM mm -hmm. saying they would love to learn <laughs> yoga from me or something like that. And if they have... Obviously, your handle, yeah, it's called uh, Drive with Dipti J I V E W I T H D E E P T I. So you could just uh, find me on Instagram, and I'm actually on Instagram. I don't do so much of Snapchat, which I think it's very famous in GCC, but yeah, you can find me on Instagram and uh, do follow me. And uh, I'm working hard to sell your pics than you are. No, I'm. I think I'm not that uh, good in selling like that. Like it's, it's just like. So fine. what is it? Mostly, mostly Indians or Westerners or Arabs? Uh, so, uh, in terms of the breakup of audience, of course, you it would be a lot Asians. For your yoga class, I'm talking about. Yeah, a lot more Asians, but yeah, yeah anybody can do it. Like you don't want Arabs. to open a studio or something like that. Not right now because it's a huge investment, and there there is already too much happening in in here right now in yoga. So I want to like really first finish my uh, course, like course as an MA, which is yoga science, and then probably see later on. But there are already so many studios, so it's always better to just take PTs because you make good money. And do you, why don't you, if you're doing the PT thing, why don't you work with like a company from Alibaba yeah. Yeah. to get your own yeah. yoga stuff designed? Yeah. That way you, you can sure. do two things at once. Yeah, so I did think of that. Um, but again, I was looking for something very unique in terms of ideas. Again, so many people are doing it. How do you stand out? Well, what, if you're doing PT classes on one-on-one, -on -one, yeah, right? Why don't you do? I'm guessing how do you sell it by, by hour or by by by, hour. by class? By I mean, hour by, by package. and by package. So why don't it's you, like a monthly package? So why don't you do for the for for like a lost leader? Yeah, uh, enterprise where where you sell you try to sell up someone on the package, mm -hmm. and then you you give them let's say a yoga mat a mm. that has your branding on it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or That's yoga shorts idea, yeah. or sh or tops, yeah. like accessories, accessories, or uh, straps, the blocks that mm. could be all with your branding on it. Sure. And th that's a trigger that every time they're using it, that's that's they would remember you, right? Yeah, sure. And then you could, if if I was in Europe, well, I mean, we've had people on the show who who are PTs mm -hmm. and are doing online classes like on yeah. Zoom and stuff like that. Yeah. That's what I do as well. It's working for them. Mm -hmm. um, we had one girl who has now three people on team. What was her name? Yeah. Gemma, um, who has three people on the team now mm -hmm. helping out, mm -hmm. and she does like twenty people per class. Something like that. Yeah. She tries to keep it. She, yeah, yeah. She tries to keep twenty per class and does I think three or four a day, just so in order to. to and manage. honestly speaking, in a day, if you're doing four classes, that's more than enough mm. because you get drained out. More than four, five, it's like too much to do. Well, that's why she and has you have, yeah. somebody helping out. Yeah, and you then have she just to do that. Yeah. yeah, you just have to do that. So three to four classes a day is like more. Than, and I, I, with my the other kind of things as well that I'm doing, I cannot practically do more than three classes to be honest, because like if I have to physically be there or take the classes personally because I have to create content on other stuff which I'm already doing. Mm. 
uh, then espresso as well. So yeah, there's a lot happening. Plus taking care of a child of course. is a handful. Of course. But and at least you can do that at home, right? I mean, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, it's flexible. I can do it from anywhere. Yeah. Even if I'm traveling, I can do it. Plus, like, you can get at least someone to help out to, to your sister, yeah, sure. your brother. And then you can still do the online class at your, at your yeah, home, yeah. which yeah. means you don't have to travel anywhere, which is sure. even better. Of course, of course. Yeah. I like how I'm explaining your own business. No, I mean, <laughs> this is how I'm doing it right now. Like, you know, online and then online class can be taken from anywhere in the world. So mm. it doesn't matter. You don't have to cancel anything, you know, with your schedule. Mm. You just fit it in. So, yeah, that's that's something. And... Um, other than that, yeah, brand collabs. Uh, let's see what comes up uh, next year. I'm looking forward to it. And um, it's going to be a good 2023, I suppose. And thank you so much and that's uh, a wrap. Yeah. for having me here. It was fun. Sorry for making you so yeah, late. That's, uh, that's good. It's fine. We, yeah. we have finished almost what a lot of conversation. Oh, my God. <laughs> Pleasure is all mine. Like Let me help you up.